Welcome to PwC's People and Organization podcast. This series is focused on helping you make a difference as an HR leader and business partner. In each episode, you'll receive new ideas from an experienced PwC consultant who is helping employers to drive workforce transformation. You'll also receive clear takeaways so that you can put these ideas to use in your own organization. My name is Aaron Minkin. I am a director in PwC's People and Organization Benefits Practice, and I will be moderating a three-part series examining the impact of COVID-19 on employer-sponsored benefits. I am excited to be joined today by Christine Randazzo. Christine will discuss how employers can leverage employee preference analytics to balance cost-cutting measures while, at the same time, providing benefits that the needs of a diverse, multi-generational workforce. We at PwC have seen that many employers are seeking to achieve benefit plan cost savings in the near term as a result of the budgetary pressures brought on by COVID-19. At a time like this, it is particularly important for employers to offer programs that meet the needs of all employees during both good and difficult times. Welcome, Christine. Please take a moment to introduce yourself and your background. Thanks, Aaron. This is Christine Rendezzo speaking. I'm a partner in PwC's People and Organization Practice, and I focus on rewards and benefits. I kind of grew up at PwC as an actuary, but have um, expanded over time and now work very closely with my clients to create holistic rewards packages that are consistent with the employee experience and the culture that they want to create for their employees. Thanks, Christine. Christine, in your experience, what are effective approaches that employers have used to balance employee needs with cost savings? Sure. So, well, first to say we're in a brave new world. Times have absolutely changed and never have I seen such a focus on cost efficiency and in most cases, cost reduction. But at the same time, we're hearing from our clients that they're also at the same time very focused on employee well-being, and they want to make sure that they're making the right decisions by their employees, giving them the right support, the right resources, so not to amplify some of the, the stress and uncertainty that is already sort of spreading across the workforce. But at the same time, it's important to realize that the preferences and the needs of employees have drastically changed in the past few months and likely will continue to do so as the underlying nature of the employee relationship, the employee-employer relationship has changed for many of us and will continue to evolve probably into the future. There's no question that employees have been disrupted. So now is the time to really sit back Think about what you want your strategy to be and realign things to get it right because the rewards of the future may very well need to change. And I think we all need to think differently about what that means in terms of where we spend money and where they're going to be most valued. So just a couple of examples, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, mental health benefits now many more important than ever. You know, the stress of staying home, being as part of the pandemic has definitely caused an upsurge in stress and the need to have the right tools to be able to deal with that. In the U.S., medical plans may be changed forever, 
The importance of telemedicine, for instance, has definitely been accelerated over the last couple of months with employees honestly getting a little bit more comfortable with maybe not seeing the same doctor that they're used to be seeing. And then, of course, we've gotten tons of questions from clients about, well, what do I do about child care? What do I do about office allowances, supplies allowances for those who are working remotely? So there are lots of moving point parts here, and the importance of employee listening has probably never been more important. We talk a lot about at PwC about the need to create a human-centered approach to approaching these decisions and really involving your employees in the process to make sure you get it right because the needs have differed, right? There's a lot of diversity there in how these situations may be affecting different cohorts of your population. And it's important to really understand what the real gaps and opportunities are. And at the end of the day, you can't give everything, you can't do everything. So you need to be really thoughtful about identifying what benefits and rewards your employees are going to most value. There's lots of different ways to do employee listening. A lot of us probably think about the traditional survey approach, but there are more tools and technologies out there that are digitally enabled, allowing employees to get better input at scale. So one example is crowdsourcing. So instead of doing a typical focus group approach where you're talking to a few employees, basically move that platform to digital, allowing you to get many more people inputting at the same time. And there are platforms that actually embed AI into that experience so that you do analytics as you go. Those are great ways to identify trends, ideas, brainstorm with employees. Yet another example, which we're going to be talking more about today, is using a preference survey. The difference here is that a preference survey combines not only preference information, but cost information to really get at that cost efficiency and how you identify the right mix of rewards to maximize the value that you're providing to your employees. That's very interesting. Let's dig a little deeper into preference analytics. For those listening who are not familiar with employee preference analytics, can you share how these analytics differ from the more conventional employee opinion surveys that you've seen employers conduct? Absolutely. So at the heart of it, this is a very quantitative approach. It actually uses analytics to calculate the perceived value of potential changes to the employment offer. So what is the perceived value of different alternatives to your employees? And then combines that with actual cost data, which allows you to run scenarios to show how you maximize the value of what you're providing to employees at any given price point. So maybe it would help if we, if we take you through the process a little bit. So the first thing you have to do is decide what you're going to ask employees about. What are the alternatives you want to weigh them to weigh in on? And this is what, when we do a project like this, we spend a lot of time with our clients making sure we get that right because we want to make sure that the data that they get out of it is as actionable as possible. And to that end, you don't want to be asking employees about things that you're not willing to do, but at the same time, move the boundaries a little bit to test 
what, how employees would react. So we spend a lot of time customizing that content to make sure that the results are actionable. The survey gets sent out to individuals and they're asked a series of questions on how they would compare different alternatives, different benefits, different experiences. The platform that we use is a patent technology that generates dynamic trade-off questions personalized for each employee. And ultimately, it asks them to compare different packages of rewards against one another. And that data gives us enough information to calculate the perceived value for every potential change in the offer that you ask the employees about. So you take that data, the perceived value data, you feed in cost data, and our dashboard generates an analysis that looks at all the potential permutations of packages that you could give to employees and analyzes how each one of those packages plus based on the cost and then the percentage of the population that actually prefers that package to what they currently have. So we've never been involved with a project like this where we haven't been able to identify cost savings opportunities because in every situation, there are items that you're spending money on, that clients are spending money on, where the cost outweighs the perceived value and vice versa. And what we do in this process is figure out how to realign those investments to get the right mix. And the fun thing about this is you can sort of tailor packages to particular segments of your workforce, particular demographics, et cetera, and it gives you the ability to model alternatives real-time to get a sneak peek at how your employees might react. That's really interesting. And I imagine that you've occasionally run across results where employees would actually prefer something other than what they have, even though it might provide cost savings to the employer sponsoring those programs. Could you expand on some of the more interesting results you've seen from your work with clients who have conducted a preference analytics survey? Absolutely. And there are always surprises in each one of these we do. So, for example, one of the clients that we worked with We found that pay was the most important thing to people. No surprise there. That's a fairly typical answer. But the interesting thing about this one project was that flexibility and work-life balance was nearly as important to the employees as the amount that they were getting paid. In other scenarios, we found that employees were willing to give up some traditional benefits. So, maybe a 401k contribution or be willing to pay a little bit more for their health care coverage in exchange for some more what I'll call modern benefits such as caregiver leave or parental leave or enhanced disability benefits. We also have another example where we were testing whether employees would be interested in a cash allowance to be used for well-being benefits of their choice. And what we found was rather than the cash, they actually would prefer more uninterrupted vacation time away from work. So that was a situation where we were able to avoid a large expenditure with, again, actually giving people a benefit that they'd prefer more than what they currently had. For those employers who have been chasing that holy grail of cost savings, combined with employee satisfaction, it sounds as if the preference analytics tools 
really provide insight and can help get them there. Currently, Christine, are you seeing more uses for preference analytics as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic? And how is the usage changing as a result? Yeah. So traditionally, this type of a platform has been used for benefits or rewards decisions. You know, so if we think back a year ago, for instance, when the war for talent was going strong and clients were competing for employees based on workplace perks and student loan repayment programs and what their long-term incentives were, and we can use that same kind of bundle of, you know, rewards and benefits approach now, but in more of a cost reduction play, which actually fits really nicely because the whole goal of the application is identifying cost opportunities while actually giving employees something that they prefer. So it's a very effective way to look for cost reduction opportunities. But we're seeing applications beyond this as well. If you think about the decisions that employers will likely have to make over the next couple of months or beyond about the future of work, do their employees want to continue on remote schedules? What does that mean for what they have to do for childcare support, well-being support, upskilling, teaming and collaboration tools? A platform like this can be used to make decisions about all of those things as well, even if they're not traditional things that you would previously put a dollar amount to, we're able to measure the perceived value of anything. So it's a really interesting way to use this to make some database decisions about the employee experience. And, you know, getting the employee input on that is really critical, given that a lot of these decisions are going to have very profound impacts on your workforce. Christine, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts today on employee preference analytics and how the tools can be used. It's been a very interesting discussion. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on this podcast. We look forward to seeing you again next time you tune in. Thank you again. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com backslash structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.